Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. Camp is open for business. This week we will take a look at what is going on early at Colts Training Camp, uh, JT, take a look at camps around the league, and have another installment of the Niners Neighborhood. So here we go. Yes, yes, uh, Colts Camp is back. We're here Mm-hmm. In the heat of Texas, which trust me, if you've been out to Colts camp, it's hotter here. Promise. Uh, we're out here in our backyard talking about Colts football going on in Westfield. And the first item on our list here, it really has nothing to do with camp at all. Just kind of came out around camp and has yep. been awkwardly standing in a hoodie the whole time. Mr. Jonathan Taylor himself. JT. That's the only thing I got listed here. JT. Yeah. What? Okay. What's going on? So, he basically wants more money than he's being paid. Okay. Um, Last year of his rookie deal. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're going to ask for more money, then you ask for it whenever you sign the, the contract after your rookie deal. You just live with it for now. You're still getting paid a decent amount of money. Um. So basically, he's just kind of like, I don't know if it's like boycotting, but that's basically what he's doing. He's just standing there, so he doesn't. He's there, so he doesn't get fined for not being there. Yep. Because he's still a part of the team. Uh huh. He's just he, not. He's, a, he's on the inactive, uh, physically unable to perform list, the pup list, because of a, we're not exactly sure why. Yeah. We don't know if he put himself there, or he or the trainers put him there. He did his physical. He didn't pass his physical when he mm-hmm. came in. So he's on the physical, uh, physically unable to perform list. Yep. Um, back in April, he said, I am in. I signed the contract. I am here for the duration. And then he got a new agent. Mm-hmm. And since then, it seems like that agent has been whispering in his ear, that he needs more money and he's trying to reset these uh, running back market. Well, what happened last year? Well, he had his ankle injury, so obviously we don't know um, how well he's going to perform. Right. So we can't guarantee him money if he hasn't sold anything from us from last year. Right. Two years ago doesn't mean anything. Two years ago was amazing. Last year, not so great. You know, mm-hmm. even had to have surgery in the offseason. He is currently not able to pass a physical. Why would anyone pay him money right now? I understand that you want some uh, you want some stability moving forward. And so you, you're headed into your contract year. You know what? You didn't have a great year last year. This is a prove-it year for you, yep. like it or not. 
And so far, he's not proven it very well. Nope. So far, he's standing in a hoodie while everybody else is getting to work. Yep. And um, the Colts seem pretty, uh, especially Mr. Ursay, seem pretty uh, pretty firm that they are not trading him, that they're also not going to uh, negotiate. Uh, and then he asked for a trade. Mm-hmm. This is not the NBA where you ask for a trade and you get a trade. Uh, he asked for a trade um, apparently before he had the meeting with Ursay, but it, it came out after he had the meeting with Ursay. Regardless, he wants out, the, and the Colts aren't wanting to let him go. So the question now is, what happens now? Is it repairable? What do you think? Um, I feel like a lot of stuff has gone on. Yeah, between JT and his agent, and then the rest of the team. Yep. I don't know about individual locker room, but I'd imagine that something has to come with the locker room chemistry, just with JT at least. Something has to come along with all of this because he's sitting out of practice while other people put in the work. Um, now, uh, like I said, we don't know exactly what's happening. Right. But just from social media, I, it's. It's been just bickering at each other, mm -hmm. and that's not good for a team, especially a team who has a whole bunch of new staff and is kind of a young team, if we're being honest. Yeah. They're a pretty young team. Um, So I just think it's – I don't know about – I don't know if the question is repairable right now because I think at this point anything can be kind of repairable. Um, It's a matter of how – how much they're willing to go to test their limits and how dangerous they're willing to get with it. Yeah. Um, do you think that... Do you think that the Colts will end up trading Jonathan Taylor? Um. See, whenever I saw Jonathan Taylor and how he reacted, to, not reacted, but acted about everything Colts, I'm like, oh, he's going to be a Colt for his whole career. But now after knowing this, he's, I don't know if he'll even like want to necessarily play, if that makes sense. Like he won't want to play. So it'd just be a waste of cap room and this constant bickering of stuff. So I think at the best, like later on, it might be better to just trade him. Do you think Jonathan Taylor has any leverage at this point to get a deal to get what he wants? I think the only leverage that he may have is that he, two years ago, he did phenomenal. He was the offense pretty much. And last year, like whether we want to, want to admit it or not, we did a little bit better whenever he was there. Yeah. it He just provides that. So I think it's just, um, he kind of provides a good atmosphere for people whenever he's around. So I think the atmosphere is his only leverage. Other than that, no. Yeah. Can you imagine a backfield with Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor and what that could have been this year? It, it would be quite lethal. Like, you have that, like we've been saying, run, pass, run option. Yeah. You don't know where the ball's going. Exactly. So, and 
It could and have been very dangerous for other teams. Like in in theory, with a rookie quarterback, you know, you might be running the ball more. You might have be having more checkdowns. This could have been potentially yeah. a monster audition year for Jonathan Taylor. I, I agree. Instead, he listened to his clown of an agent and decided to dig his heels into the ground with very little to stand on, including maybe a surgically repaired ankle. Mm. Yeah. So then we found out through the beginning of training camp a few days ago, Zach Moss. Yeah. Coach Steichen said, he's got a little arm thing. This is Coach Steichen's thing that he does all the time. He's asked about an injury. Oh, he's got a little hamstring thing. He's got a little arm thing. Well, the little arm thing turned out to be a broken arm. Mm -hmm. So now another one of your running backs has an injury, right? So you already got JT sitting over there in a hoodie. And now Zach Moss is over there in a cast. Yeah. And he's out six weeks. So now the question is, is Evan Hull, your new rookie running back, running back one with both those guys out? I think it's either between Evan and Dion because Dion yep. was, he did play last year. Mm -hmm. From what I saw, he was pretty successful as well. Yep. I mean, he was a rookie still, didn't it? And obviously, uh, Dion's in year three now. He was second year last year. Oh, my bad. That's all right. Um, but. Their offensive line wasn't the greatest. Yep. Um, so he, I think him and Evan are going to be running back one and two. I don't know who's going to take it just yet, but I think they both have something to prove. Yeah. And I think that competition between them all, between them is, as long as it's healthy, will be good. Kind of like what well, everyone thought Malik and Tannehill would have done healthy competition, but yeah. not kind of like that. Yeah. So your your remaining run, running backs, Evan Hull, Deion Jackson, mm -hmm. uh, both very versatile out of the backfield, can catch balls and things like that. Very Austin Eckler ish. Yeah. Um, then uh, Jake Funk, who's been around for a few years, and then uh, undrafted free agent Xavier Scott a converted wide receiver to running back. So, you know, he's got good hands as well. So you have a stable of backs that are very versatile. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where the running back room is right now. So here's my next question. I want you to pick the most important storyline to follow in camp. Okay. Okay. Who's going to be the sorting quarterback? The fact that, Shaq is back, tight end or cornerback. What do you think is the most important storyline to follow this entire camp? Okay. Pick one. Pick one. Um, I'm going to give you my answer and then kind of briefly explain it. Uh, yep. Corner is the most important to follow because mm -hmm. quarterback, AR has been dotting people up. I don't see a reason. And he's so athletic. I don't see a reason for him not to start. Okay. Um, Shaq being back is it's amazing. But we knew it was coming, so we'd already kind of been following that storyline. Yes, he brings great chemistry, great energy to the field. But we already know we have a really good linebacking core. So, with Zaire and mm. EJ. Speed, Shaq, and Zaire. Mm. 
Yes. It's delicious. Um, and then tight end, yeah, we have so many of them, but we know we're going to have a good tight end core because we have so many. We have so many different styles of tight ends to choose from, um, which leaves us with the corner. We, I personally don't know that much about the corners. So yeah. I want to be able to like follow that and know what's happening with that because Isaiah Rogers is out. And so that, that was our number one guy. So who is it now? Right. So I think corners most important. Uh, Troy, is it Troy Brown uh, is uh, getting a lot of talk at corner. Uh, Juju and, uh, and Darius Rush haven't even been out there yet with injuries and things like that. So uh, we still have yet to see our best two cornerbacks from this draft class. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say tight end. I, I hear what you're saying. It's a crowded room. The most interesting to me thing to me will be where they land and who's out because mm-hmm. that's going to be the question is who's going to be the good odd man out um, and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, I I kind of agree with you that I think everything is leading to AR being the starting quarterback. Uh, Shaq is back is amazing. Um, and um, I think it will be important to keep on doing what they're doing, which is kind of limiting him and kind of uh, giving him a soft launch to have him be successful right from the beginning of the season mm-hmm. rather than uh, have him go too early. Um, I will say this. This is what I noticed. Everybody was talking, uh, you know, early in camp, they're asking a bunch of Anthony Richards, Richardson questions. And um, Gardner, Jim Bob Cooter, Cam Turner, and Shane Steichen all brought up the same thing, very similar um, in how Anthony Richardson conducted himself. They said, he asked questions. He was yeah. always asking questions. Mm-hmm. What does that mean then to you? As as a football player, you handed this brand new uh, playbook and you are asking a lot of questions. What does that tell the team and the coaches? Uh, it means that you're ready to learn. You're ready to grind. You're ready to work for the team, especially. Like It means that you... You, you're investing time and thought into this, which means it means a lot to you, which means that that respect and trust go, should go both ways because Anthony Richardson trusts and respects their opinions and their answers for your questions. So that should go both ways. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I know as a, uh, as a teacher, uh, sometimes it's those kids that uh, are asking the questions that, man, it's frustrating, but if they're asking questions, that means that they are they're poking, they're prodding, they want to learn more, right? Mm-hmm. They're not satisfied with just face value. They want to dive in more, so that's good. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, give me a starting position that is up for grabs on the offensive side of the ball. Running back. I all mean, right. That's kind of easy with JT being gone. Yeah. Um, and then also tight end, but... Then again, is there really a starting tight end? If you think about it, there's your number one option, but only some offenses have that. Like, for example, Patriots whenever Gronk was there, or Bucks whenever Gronk was there, Chiefs with, with Chavis. Like, like, there are teams that have, like, tight ends that, that is their target, and they, they have put in tight ends for blocking. But right now, I don't think we have a specific 
Yeah. Number one. I, I think, I think the, I mean, the biggest question at tight end is what's the scheme? Mm-hmm. What's the, uh, um, what's, How are they the, what's the personnel going to look like? Are they going to run a strict, a heavy, uh, two tight end setup a mm-hmm. lot and keep five tight ends or, are they going to go more one tight end and three receivers and go with a you know go with only four tight ends on the roster? Yeah, uh, but I agree, it's hard to identify uh, that that's really a starting uh, gig. Mm. Um, I am going to go uh, slot receiver. Okay, between Downs and uh, Isaiah McKenzie. I think that's an interesting battle that could happen um, depending on, you know, who kind of steps up, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and, you know, as it looks right now, Downs seems pretty good. Downs looks good. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. Defensive side of the ball. What's the position up for grabs? Defensive side of the grabs. Well, we obviously have DeForest Buckner and Gover on the line. Obviously, I have the linebacking core. I'm so excited to see them. Mm. Yep. Um, safety, I think we're good at. So, I mean, once again, corner. We kind of talked about how corner, we don't know who's going to be there because Isaiah was that number one guy. He was the guy who went up and guarded those top receivers, but now we don't really have them. So, yeah. is it going to be Kenny Moore? I got you. I think that defensive end is going to be a little bit of a uh, a rotating revolving door and so i'm interested to see who ends up as the go-to ends is it going to be dio and quitty uh are they going to rotate in taekwon uh does uh aratame adabare uh is is he going to be played more as a tackle is he going to be more as of an end um mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff so uh that's I'm, I'm looking at the defensive end positions and going that's going to be an interesting uh battle okay so that's what's going on with the Colts. But next, we will take a look at what's going on all around the league. We still don't have any sponsors. But if you'd like to sponsor our little podcast, email theunstableblues at gmail.com. Until then, we'll keep telling you about what we do. My mom and dad have their own podcast now. They talk about their relationship and what it's like to raise me and my siblings. So check that out at Growing Up Hall. That's growing, not growing up hall. So there's this Netflix series called Quarterback. Yep. I've watched the whole thing. You watched a little bit of it. Yeah. But why didn't you continue? Uh... No offense to any Chief fans out there. I just don't like Patrick Mahomes' voice and his character. Like, the way he holds himself kind of bothers me. Like, that is not someone who, one, I want to be, or two, I want to hang around. No offense, but makes sense. I don't care for him as a person. So, uh, here are my three takeaways from uh, the quarterback series. Number one, Patrick Mahomes sounds like he – is constantly kind of choked up and needs to clear his throat. Yeah. Um, some might say a little Kermit the Frogish. <laughs> um, two, Kirk Cousins is a man among boys. Uh, 
so much of his part of the series. I was like, that is great character, a great perspective. Um, and number three, that loss to the Vikings still hurts and really still shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, here's the question then. What three quarterbacks do you want to see? Do you want to see in season two of the quarterback? Three quarterbacks I want to see. I mean, obviously, I want to see Anthony Richardson. But, okay. But I, I will no, be. No, 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 this is what you want. We'll okay. get to what you think okay. it might be okay. in a second, but what, just strictly what you want. Um, Anthony Richardson. Okay. I want to see Joe Burrow. Okay. And um, kind of want to see Ryan Tannehill as well. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, see, I'd love to see Jalen Hurts. I'd yeah. love to see. I, I think Joe Burrow would be another good one. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts coming off of the Super Bowl loss yeah. and seeing what the response of that is. Um, but I think it would be great to have a rookie. Um, and so then you think, look at the rookies and who would be the best one. Obviously, we're partial to Anthony Richardson. It would be interesting to see Bryce Young. Um, yeah. I don't know if. No offense. Actually, totally offense. I don't know if Houston has enough pieces around CJ Stroud to make it worth it. It's fair. Um, so here are the quarterbacks who said no either last year or this year to, um, to doing quarterback. Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Tua, Dak, Sam Howell, and Matthew Stafford all said no either last year or this year to doing it. Okay. So, with that in mind, what three quarterbacks do you think we will see in the second season? Um, I still see Joe Burrow. I don't see how Joe Burrow doesn't go. Because like, yeah. he's been so successful, I feel like people want to know. I could also see Aaron Rodgers being there. That's, okay. That's also another one I'd want to see, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, makes sense. Um. And I've noticed that in the first season, they kind of took a different approach. On Every quarterback had this own select thing that they were good at. Yeah. So going with Aaron Rodgers, he is a great field general. Um, Joe the, Burrow is the elder a, statesman. Yep. Yeah. Aaron is a little bit older. Joe Burrow is not young, but yeah. not old. Yeah. He's, he's in the middle of the age there. Right. And he's, but he's lights out. He's a killer. Like, he's very, very good. Right. Um, Who's your comeback then? My comeback? Because, like, Marcus Mariota was kind of like the the comebacker, right? See, it's kind of like another older guy. Geno Smith? That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking Geno. (laughs) I like it. I like that list. I don't don't see anything different than that. Um, You know, Aaron Rodgers being with the new team and all that kind of stuff. Uh, The only thing that might hinder – this list is the fact that Joe Burrow had a calf injury. Yeah. Um, I don't know true. what all is going on with that. It looks like he is just got a sleeve on his calf now. Uh, and so it didn't look like nearly as bad as it would have initially looked like. Some people were thinking uh, Achilles uh, and things like that. So yeah. not nearly that bad. So, since we're on the topic of quarterback, looking around the league, what are some quarterback battles up for grabs 
First one, I mean, AR and Minshew. Yep. And what do you then, think there? Uh, I think, like I said earlier, AR is getting it. Yeah. Uh, Purdy and Trey. Yeah. Um, actually, funny thing, what I've heard from this one yeah. is that it's not Purdy and Trey, it's Purdy and Sam. Yeah. Because Sam's proved himself a lot more this year, apparently. Especially then, I think he actually fits really well in the Niners' offense. But since it's still the debate between Trey and Sam, I think, and no one's knocking Purdy out of it, I think it's Purdy. Yep. It. Yep. We'll t- we could talk a little bit more about that in the Niners' neighborhood coming up. Uh, and then we got a three-way battle. Tannehill, Malik, Levis. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think Levis is getting it just because of his attitude. Um, but it's between Malik and Tannehill. And I think Tannehill might edit out just a little bit again. Yeah. Um, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't. He like he's getting D Hop and he has Trey Burks, so I think he's set. I think Tannehill's kinda gonna win that one. Yeah, Malik has come back from what I've heard, Malik has come back a lot better, a lot more improved, uh, and Levis is lacking. Um okay. Bryce Young, Andy Dalton. Is that a question? Uh no, it's it. In my opinion, it's Bryce Young. They drafted him. I don't see why they don't go with Bryce Young. It's now a lot of people are saying he might be a bust. Andy Dalton still says he's a he's a starting quarterback. Yeah, but that's Andy Dalton saying that about Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I think Bryce has taken most, if not all, of the first team, and he seems uh, from the brief things that I've heard pretty impressive. Now we get into some real good ones. Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay? Yeah, this is, has kind of been a big question, but I think Baker kind of did well in Los Angeles whenever Stafford went down. Yeah. Um, kind of taking, not necessarily taking over, but kind of doing what he can with the people that he can. I think he still succeeded. Plus, you still got to think of all the receivers that um, Tampa Bay has. They have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. That's an insane wide receiver trio. So I don't, and I think Baker is a, a, everyone knocks on Baker. He's, he's a good quarterback. He just needs, he's not one that can create a name for himself. He needs people around him. And I think in Tampa Bay, he has those people. So I think Baker will probably edge this out. I got you. Uh, he said this, uh, just recently that, uh, he said, I don't need anyone to tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah. So, Maybe that's a little bit of the attitude you need to be a starting quarterback. I you know? agree. Yeah. Uh, last one, Sam Howe or Je- Jacoby Brissett for the Commandos slash petition up to 37000 to bring back the Redskins name. I don't uh, know. I know. I, know. I mean, I'm going to have to sign that. <laughs> I know. It sounds good. It feels good. It feels old school like some of these throwbacks that we'll get to in our uh, football fashion episode uh, maybe next week. Um, but, uh, yeah. What do you um, think for the commandos? I think it's another veteran choice here. I think it's Jacoby Brissett. I think he did well in the Browns last year. Yeah. And if we're being honest, he really only had Amari Cooper. Yeah. He had Nick Chubb, but it's still, he didn't have a whole bunch of people to throw the ball to, but he still did pretty well. So I think Jacoby wins this as well. All right. Um, I would say, from what I've heard and what I've seen, that Sam Howell's looking pretty good. Mm. That they're uh, 
there are some people out there saying that Sam Howell was a steal in the fourth round uh, oh. a year ago, and he's throwing some dimes up to some of these guys. So okay. Um. So yeah. Uh. That's that's what I say. All right. Uh. Other some th- other things around the league. Jalen Ramsey out for six to eight weeks with a knee for the Dolphins, and they picked up Eli Apple. Frustrating. Yep. For the Colts because we we had said hey. Eli Apple's out there. Yep. And and it was like was, the next day they picked him yeah, up. Yeah. And already there was a debate about if the Dolphins cornerbacks are the best in the league. I think them picking up Eli Apple secures that. Oh, yeah. Xavier Howard, Eli Apple, and Jalen Ramsey, whenever he comes back, yeah. that's an insane trio. Yeah, it's insane. So I think they easily have the best cornerbacks of the league. And maybe the best, arguably, well, Definitely the fastest receiver duo with Jalen and Tyreek. Yeah, maybe maybe one of the best as well. Yeah, um, Travis Kelsey uh, threw a punch at Jack Cochran at Chiefs practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw that. Thoughts on that? Uh, um, props to the props to Jack for being the big man and not doing anything back. Really? Yeah. I mean, there may have been some talk, but. I mean, still, he was like he didn't throw a punch back or anything. Right, just took it. Yep. Uh, Andy Reid came out and said that uh, basically publicly uh, reprimanded uh, Travis and saying, "Hey, you've got to be better. You got you can't do that kind of stuff. Uh, There's going to be talking. There's going to be John, but you can't throw punches, and you got to be a better leader." And uh, I don't disagree with him. I agree. Uh, There was a fight that broke out at Browns camp. Ah, it's Uh, it's the Browns. I mean, this is what you, what happens when your quarterback is Deshaun Watson. I think. I mean, yeah, what it looks like is he's been really good. Yeah, like he's looked like back in Houston days, good. Yeah. So, uh, and then there was a scuffle that broke out at Panthers camp, and during the scuffle, off the offensive tackle Bradley Bozeman actually went over and physically moved Bryce Young out of the way to uh, protect his quarterback. Which is exactly that is the offensive line you want. That is the offensive line, offensive tackle you want. You no, know, regardless of what's going on, where you are, like you you want your uh, you want your quarterback to maybe accidentally stumble in the street, and your offensive tackle to hear about it two blocks away and rush over there and pull him back on, onto the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's exactly what you want. Yeah. So, uh, Anything stood out to you so far around the league? Um, There's one thing. Uh, how a lot of people are saying the Seahawks have the best wide receiver trio in the uh, yeah. in the league, which I, I can agree with. Like Tyler Lockett, even though he's old, he still knows how to sneak behind people. Oh, he yeah. still knows how to get the ball to him. Yep, Metcalf. Um, and then Metcalf just being Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Um. And this whole running back thing, it's been, in my opinion, kind of stupid, but I get where they're coming from. Being a running back myself, it's hard whenever all the other positions are getting paid, like money, right? They think they that the players think they deserve. And then you come out and say, hey, we do this stuff, but you're not paying us what we think we deserve. Justin Herbert just signed the biggest contract. over now Jalen Hurts for 262 million for mm-hmm. 5 years I think something like that so um and yet uh running backs got to fight for just a 10 million 
a year payday. Yeah. So. Niners had one of the nastiest fights break out in camp. More on that in the Niners, Niners neighborhood next. Having trouble sleeping at night? Trouble staying awake during the day? Digestive issues? Plexus with Alexis is here to help support your immune system and maximize your body systems from the inside by focusing on gut health. The clean, plant-based energy drink Active is revolutionary and the newly released sleep has resulted in some of the best sleep of people's lives. Look up Alexis from Waco, Texas on Facebook or email theunstableblues at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at unstableblues and we will get you connected. Fight with punches and helmets also ripped off. Yeah, come on, Niners. Like, I will say this. So, the Colts have a guy in a hoodie standing off to the side, but at least we're not throwing punches. At least we're not ripping helmets off. At least we're not having scuffles and having to have our offensive tackle move people out of the way. Like, it's a little frustrating that camps are like this. And more frustrating, even so, even more so because our other team is at the center of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that you're competitive. That's great. That's fabulous. Yeah. But let's not let's not hurt each other, right? Let's real let's realize we're all on the same team. Mm-hmm. Um as we were mentioning earlier, Trey Lance has seemed to be struggling, which is interesting because the narrative going into camp was he's so much more improved, he's so much better, he's looking so good. Yeah. Not sure where they got in that narrative because he's missing throws high, low, off the side, not where they need to be behind receivers. Mm-hmm. So, Sam Darnold QB2 then? That's what I've heard and that's what I'm choosing to believe right now. Yeah. But here's the thing. Brock Purdy has been astonishing. Like, yes. He's been amazing at camp. I don't see how he doesn't get the number one spot. Mr. Irrelevant has become extremely relevant. Oh, my goodness. It's time to rock with Brock right now. Oh, yeah, 100%. And uh, did you see that Juwan Jennings one-handed grab across the middle? Oh, I did. Like, uh, it was, I don't know, within the, the second or third day, and Purdy just throws a dart across the middle, and... Jawan Jennings just reaches out with one hand. He's like, whoop, got it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not quite as stunning as some of the George Pickens things, uh, but that's all right. Yeah. Well, that's all for this week's Niners Neighborhood. Next week, we are we will continue to take a look at what's going on in Colts camp, and we will have our very special football fashion episode where we will take a look at all of the upcoming uh uniform differences throwbacks alternates helmets the whole deal and we might have some special guests with us for that that'll be fun well this is liam and this is kevin reminding you to stay unstable